Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, my addled mind is complimented by the ridiculous silliness of Mr. Andy Kindler. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's do it again. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. In the toasty tower of the Max Fun Manor here in Mount Washington, California. We should just start treating this room. As a sweat lodge. Like, we should just come up here in towels. You uh-huh. should get some heated rocks in the middle. Some sage leaves. Yeah, absolutely. Do some, what's that called? Smelting? No, that's when you mix two metals together. Sure. What's the thing where you... What's the thing where? What's the thing where you light it on fire and then you put it out, but then you wave it around so the smoke gets on stuff? This is very... Santa alchemy. Cruz-y. It's alchemy. I shouldn't say anything because I haven't been introduced yet. People go, what's that other sound? It's crazy. <laughs> I'm going to switch off the podcast. I'm going to switch right over to Dennis Miller's show because uh, I don't gu- know what's going to happen. Our guest, <laughs> our guest on the program, the irrepressible and beloved stand-up comedian Andy Kindler. You know him as a... He- a correspondent on The Late Show. Ooh, you know him as a uh, judge on the Last Comic Standing television program. Can you say clubs and colleges across the country? That's always a classic. You know him from clubs and colleges across this great land of ours. Please welcome professional comedian Andy Kindler. Andy Kindler. That's like a, uh, is that the dun, premium, dun, dun, the dun, premium dun, blend, dun, blend dun, intros? Dun, 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 <laughs> dun, dun. That's, your, that's your go up music, yeah. right? Yeah, I have a Yiddish version of that. <laughs> Played on the Klezmer. This is my new thing. I just go up at the end. Klezmer. You can't go wrong with that kind of comedy. Or right with it. Right. <laughs> it's not really comedy, it's inflection. That's my new uh, show for. Uh, the internet is inf- like a takeoff on Inception, inflection, because nobody knows what <laughs> you're saying or if it's sarcastic. So that's how, maybe that's how you wake people up from their dream invasion. Instead of dumping them into a bathtub, you, right. just, you just, you know, yell something that goes up at the end. That's now, the uh, I thought you just meant that it makes things difficult to follow. I think it just people like a little zets. <laughs> now, th- what you said was predicated on me having seen the movie Inception, right? Yes. I never saw that movie. Oh, okay. I well, ju- what I, said I just was, used the reference. What I said was very observant. <laughs> I just heard the water cooler scuttlebutt that it was difficult to follow. Sure. Oh, the movie? Yeah. Oh. You don't hang out at the water cooler ever? I do. I, I, what do they do now that there's no more water coolers? What do they hang out at the arrowhead machine? What do they... All right, folks. <laughs> uh, I'm hoping this is heavily edited. <laughs> I just want to say I'm heavily edited. This is going out live, Andy. Fast forward is not available during this show. That's what you see on on demand a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, I am I'm ready for uh, anything that Andy Kindler wants to say uh, because my mind is ab- absolutely incoherent. Well, there's a dog. I hear the dog pound outside. There's two. (laughs) We've got two two dogs that are upset they didn't get to meet Andy Kindler. We've got two dogs in front that did get to meet (laughs) Andy Kindler. Our neighbors have this dog. By the way, if if ever any of our guests sound agitated, we have the sincerely the nicest neighbors in the world. They could not be more nice. What's and, their angle? <laughs> and their dogs couldn't be more nice. These are just the sweetest dogs. 
However, they are big. And especially they have two dogs, one old and one young. And the younger of these two dogs is like a big, I don't know what that is, like a German Shepherd, you know, retriever mix or something right. like that. And, but a very big dog. And this dog has the most terrifying bark. This dog is always out front of our house and barks with the ferocity of a screaming eagle. Just that the fact that you use the word ferocity puts you up in, in the upper 1% of comedians and uh, humorists in the country. Most people don't use those words. Sure. I w- I've alienated both of you now somehow. <laughs> one sentence. One sentence to alienation. We're, they would we're... just say, me not like dog. That's how most comedians. I just like words like that. Yeah, well, I kind of think of myself as a latter-day James Thurber. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, in the community of comedians and humorists. Right, right. I usually on stage say, what is that word for this? That's how I get to the big words. Can someone tell me? <laughs> Does someone have an online, thes- sure. yeah. online thesaurus? Anyway, it's terrifying outside. Andy Kindler had to go through the, the crucible of bark fire on the way up. And you handled it exceptionally well. I didn't know whether you were... Because it, it, it takes a dog appreciator right. to be able to handle a situation where a genuinely scary dog is genuinely barking in a scary way. Well, there's two things to it. Why do I say there's two things when I don't even have one thing? Uh, the <laughs> thing is, is that I don't think uh, you have to have basic human intelligence. So I see right. the dog barking. I don't go running in and go, hey, I'm, I'm assuming the dog's no problem. So, <laughs> But once, I, once you, you told me it was okay, I was, I was you know, unless this is a prank show right. of some kind. <laughs> a prank show that where the prank is getting mauled by yeah, a dog. It was hilarious. We set up Addy sure. Kidler with a rabid dog. <laughs> um, here's, my, here's my issue with this dog, and I have to deal with this dog about once a week. Yeah. This dog is very dirty. He, yeah. doesn't, he doesn't look clean, and that was what maybe frightened Maybe if he was a well... Oh, that's not your dog? No, that's my neighbor's dog. Well, why am I petting a dog that I don't know its uh, provenance? Well, it's a, it's a sweet, it's a sweet it tempered dog. Clean to I me. vouch for the dog. There's two dogs, Jordan. Yeah. I think you may be. The, the situation is there's two dogs. I think both of them are clean. Yeah. One of them is old enough to maybe look it might, not clean. Yeah, it might be one of those things where a dog just, his, his hair gets patchy and discolored, but the dog, to me, when he starts barking... And I see him, I'm like, this dog has been in the garbage where he's been dealing with <laughs> hypodermic needles. Yes. Sure. Maybe this dog has AIDS. Dogs love, and you know, interestingly enough, dogs cannot take chocolate, but they can take hypodermic needles of any kind of a disease, sure. yeah, viral sure. disease or antibacterial. <laughs> antibacterial. I, by the way, I, I'm pro-bacterial. Deal with it, America. <laughs> Deal with it. Wow, hot talk. Yeah. <laughs> It's going to get edgy in yeah, here. Andy Kindler stepping up to the plate. Give us a call. 1-800-MAX-FUN. That's 1-800-MAX-FUN. All the lines are li- lighting are up. Are we with- really on the air? No. Oh, damn it. Yeah. So then I really feel I was late if we really were live. This is usually, this is the kind of stuff that you usually save for what? The Michael Savage show, right? Savage Nation? Michael Savage. He's very angry. He's very, he's very Mark angry. My, oh, you know, I, I, and this is something that I don't, that is not a part of my life uh, anymore. But there used to be a time in my life where I used to listen to a lot of AM talk radio. Not from being like, I, not from agreeing with it politically, but right. just my parents. Me listened, too. My, yeah. My parents listened to a lot of it growing up. So there was a part of it that was like kind of soothing or, you know, regular. It, it, yeah, it, it felt, it was kind of comforty. What me. time period was this? Uh, this was like in this was like in college and a little bit after college. Like what years? What years? Uh, let's see. Maybe from, I'm gonna say my my the height of my AM talk radio listening was 2002 oh, okay. to 2000. 
six. Okay, because when I got when I got here in L.A., the AM radio was not right wing. That's how old I am. It was uh-huh. all like a, there was a guy named Michael Jackson. You were mostly listening to Amy Semple McPherson, right? <laughs> is that the uh, is she like a healing America's lady? America's first great evangelist. Oh, okay. I thought maybe she was that Louise Hay lady. She did. She did. She hey, did lady. laying on of hands. She founded the Foursquare oh. Church. Oh, hmm. Foursquare that uh, social networking thing. I love that. <laughs> she founded that. I'm LinkedIn too. That's all I care about is LinkedIn. Yeah. I got in on the ground floor of that baby. Dude, that thing is a rocket to the stars. I mean, that's all I want to do is have a social networking thing where everyone's uh, desperate for work. Would you say that? <laughs> would you say that's why you're so successful in business in the field of business? Well, my co- my company is called Below the Radar Incorporated, uh-huh. sure. and what I what I do is uh, for celebrities who feel that they're uh, and I'm not calling myself a celebrity, but who feel that their that their profile is too high, people want to keep right. it low, keep it down, keep right. it so that people tamping gonna, exactly. Tamping. Celebr- like what's who's that guy? That's so, what I want. So maybe what maybe what it can do for you, maybe what your firm can do is take a similar celebrity with a similar yes. shtick or who is you know of a similar. You almost said stick, so you're not Jewish. Then, yeah, right? right, right. You are not Jewish. I am not Jewish. You have no Jews in your background. No, Gentile I, through and through. If Just I curly if hair, you have curly. If I said uh, gefilte fish, how would you react to that? Oy vey! <laughs> sure, I did say Schwitz earlier. That's nice. Do you remember that? Schwitz, yeah, That's we're schwitzing right now. We're sweating. Yeah. I threw a schmata on to come here, <laughs> and I'm schwitzing. Yeah, and uh, it all sounds dirty, Yiddish. Oh, uh, my 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 point about Michael Savage was I I still remember this, and this I think is is one of the most ridiculous AM talk radio things I've ever heard in my life. He was saying, and Michael Savage is of the opinion that uh, gayness is a choice, and he said that um, that. Men were turned gay because of Playboy magazine. So he hates Playboy, <laughs> thinks it's immoral, because what men do is they see Playboy magazine at a young age. And I should say, the formerly San Francisco-based Michael right, Savage. right. That always been yeah, where, yeah, I think he has a book actually where he's wearing like a windbreaker and he's standing in front of the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, like he's the king of it. Yeah, sure. Um, well, we did. I I remember when I was living in, back in San Francisco, we did briefly make him not king but potentate okay. of the Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> um, and he said that because men see Playboy at a young age and then they see a an actual naked woman and it doesn't because it doesn't it's not as as great as Playboy they turn gay. That it sounds so plausible. Yeah, it almost sounds right? scientific in nature. Sure. I knew a man whose name I won't mention uh, who left the employ of one Michael Savage to work in public radio. He was actually instrumental in bringing uh, the Sound of Young America to the first public radio station that it was ever on. And uh, he did that for like three months, and, and then he quit and went back to work for Michael Savage. And he was such a nice guy, uh, and he was not an insane man, as Michael Savage is. And I asked him, like, how did you... Why did you quit public radio and go back to Michael Savage? And he said, well, I was making X amount of money working oh, for Michael yeah. Savage. And it was kind of a lot. Sure. I mean, certainly for radio, it was, it was kind of a lot. And then, and then I quit. And I went to work for public ra- radio. And uh, Michael Savage couldn't find anyone else to put up with his bullshit. So he offered to double my salary and rehire wow, me. I want to work for Michael Savage for that kind of cash. He he took this job. This the, by the time he came back, Michael Savage was living in like the wilds of Southern Oregon wow. and doing his show by ISDN. And the guy I knew, 
he didn't even like part of his agreeing to come back was that he wouldn't be in the same place as Michael Savage. So oh, he lived in the Bay. Good. He lived in the Bay Area. <laughs> that's funny yeah. that that's funny that you can you can be that self-aware of your unpleasantness. And choose to double someone's salary rather than becoming more pleasant. Well, he's not aware of it. He's just, he just must uh, he must get up every day. Go, why, why, why can't I get up? There must be nobody who, who works anymore. I, I don't know what the deal is. Yeah. Yeah. To, you know what I blame? Playboy magazine. I exactly. All the, all the men are in gay bars. They're drinking martinis. They're sucking cocks. Nobody's working for my show. Yeah. I'd work for neo-Nazis. If I could do it by ISDN line, and I'm Jewish, <laughs> as long as I don't have to see them, yeah, just... I don't advocate what they're doing. I don't no. accept it. But you'll take their money. But I take them. Hey, they're they're uh, uh, whatever it's called, not shekels. What do they use? A mark, Deutschmarks. You'll buy yourself an Audi. You're yeah. cool with that. I'm, I have to let the, the Germans off the hook now. Really, I think it's been uh, 66 years. Uh-huh. I told myself in 2015, right, I would have a little ceremony and say, you know what, German people, I no longer hold you responsible for it. No, actually, I was never do one... You, would you, would, would you, how do you think you would inform them? By cable? Uh, I would cable Angela Merkel. <laughs> <laughs> if it were me. Yeah, I think I would just go to Germany and just walk around and say, I, I forgive you. One of those uh, Schindler's List things. You could just get yourself a t-shirt. How many Germans would you have to... For, no, certainly not everyone in the country. Yeah, is this like polling where you just have to do like 1% and then you have a representative sample of Germans have been apologized? Have been, their apology has been accepted? Let me just say now that I made up that whole thing about forgiving them. I have forgiven wait. them. You know, when I'm <laughs> wait, with, I'm, are you outraged? Hold on. Hold on a second. Hold on, Andy. You're saying that you lied to us? <laughs> no, it's com- everything I do that it's where it's untrue is comedic is what I like to say. But, you know, when I grew up as a, as a kid, as opposed to growing up as a, an old man, right. uh, a lot of the, my Jewish— Jordan actually grew up as an old man. Well, and then he's getting younger. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's called the Beavis and Butthead disease. Oh, I thought, <laughs> I thought it was that Brad Pitt—is it the Brad Pitt movie? Yeah, it's it said, yeah. Button. Beavis so and said, Butthead so, Take America. Yeah. Beavis and—no, but a lot of the—I uh, my, my, uh, grew up Jewish, and obviously, but I don't know why I say obviously, but then a lot of my uh, Jewish— <laughs> A friend's parents wouldn't buy any German product, but we were never like that. We only bought German products. <laughs> so you ate exclusively yeah. bratwurst. We were we were edgy Jews. Yeah, we'd have a Volkswagen. <laughs> Deal with it. Yeah. Deal with it. Blaupunkt. I don't even think that is a German product. <laughs> Braun. Blaupunkt. Braun. What's mm. I don't know what Braun is. Oh come on, they make the they make a lovely Oral B toothbrush. Sure, oh, okay. they also sure. make uh, what else do they do? The, that's, those. A, that's the home of industrial design legend Dieter Rams. Very okay. good. Hey, I am impressed. I'm a Nazi. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> now, Jesse, uh, <laughs> that's my reaction to a Nazi. Would you like to retell some Viking legends to us? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Would you like to tell us about Valhalla? <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Andy Kindler, comedian to the stars. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I like that. No, I like, I like the, uh, the implication that you only perform for, for the stars. stars. That's like, right. The audience has to be stars. Star-studded. Who's you, the, who's the, what's the least amount of famous a person can be? Uh, you um, did you, let me ask you this. Did you work the Kardashian wedding? No. I, I was certainly in the mix. Right. Sure. Uh, you were all up in there. I was all up in there. Well, for example, 
like I won't take reality. I won't take like a reality show star. They okay, can't be, sure. they can't be. It has like to be a real housewife. That. It has to be like a character actor who's a, who has a, has done recurring. I only okay. take recurring characters. Sure. Uh, you know, high, but high, only network recurring. Like, would you take someone that's recurring on Franklin and Bash? I might. I just might. Not Franklin and Bash. No, but they also have to be on shows. I, well, they can't be on shows I like because there's not millions of those. But and then uh, high-profile authors, for example, like a Stephen King. Like a Stephen King. Well, he's a little a too James w- Patterson. A little Gore too wordy. Vidal. If Gore Vidal is he still alive? Michael Shabon. Michael who? <laughs> Michael Shabon. Oh. He, that's the guy who wrote uh, Clavikin and yeah, uh, there you go. And that's supposed to be a fantastic book. I get frightened reading uh, the description of that book. Yeah, Clav- <laughs> Clavalier and uh, exactly. That's supposed to be a fantastic. Any book that's that thick, I think people have to divide it into three volumes for me. Hmm. You know really, it's a matter of volumes. Yeah, I don't have. You know, I'm so busy not doing other things. Right, I don't <laughs> have time to dig into. Right. I can to, understand to that. To bury myself into one of those deals. No, I think you, you, you've, got, you've got major authors, but not literary. Is that what you're saying? Oh, no. Mid- literary is good. Okay, so like a John Updike. You want somebody who's simple, John Updike, your Kurt Vonnegut's sure. are good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ernest Hemingway would be nice. Sure. It helps if they're dead. We're oh, learning that. F. Scott Fitzgerald, I right, wouldn't mind sure. having at the house. Sure. Philip Roth. Sure. Lord Byron. Lord Byron. <laughs> Euripides. <laughs> Euripides. Lucretius. More of a playwright, I guess. L- Lucretius. Is, I've, sure. I've had Lucretius over to the house. The Epic of Gilgamesh. Yeah, I've had ro- both Rosencrantz and Gildenstern. Oh, so Gildenstern, fictional characters. Fictional as well. characters so are welcome. Fictional characters. That's yeah. how. That's my uh, version of USA Network. Fictional characters <laughs> welcome. Oh wow! Sure, sure. I'm. Ri- by the way, we're. I think we're officially riffing now. Just got back from a hot gig in Japan. You're in Did the a riff show zone. for the tale of Genji. <laughs> You're in the rip zone. What do you got to say, Rip? <laughs> it's all improv. Jordan, can we please talk about something important? Yes. Because you offhandedly mentioned that you purchased a memory foam bath mat. I did. I had a. Uh, I, my cat uh, did something. Uh, my cat got drunk and went online. Yeah, and she bought all kinds of shit. Um, lots of, yeah, lots of weird duck porn. I guess she's into that. <laughs> Um, she's, uh, uh, so she, she did something kind of uncharacteristic and, uh, peed on my bath mat in front of me. Oh, wow. I'm told that this, these can, this is like an aggressive move on their part. Something. Is it a he or she? It's a she. Something. That's that's part of it, right? With the marking of the thing? I don't, you know, I don't know. I I don't know a lot about cat bees. You know how the ladies are. Guys, guy cats, are you with me? Lady cats, uh, take a breather. (laughs) Something. (laughs) Right. Something that always surprises. I've never owned a cat, but Mm -hmm. something that always surprises me. You don't own a cat. It's not like a a dishwasher. Thanks, cat You cohabitate. Yeah. Okay. Well, I share a space. I've never had a cat live in my house. Mm -hmm. But something that always amazes me is how a cat owner will sort of offhandedly reference something. And I like cats. I don't want don't to come get off you a wrong. That doesn't like cats. But I always, I always get a kick out of a cat owner just offhandedly mentioning something their cat did with the sort of like, well, that's cats for you. That is insane. <laughs> yeah. And it's like a 10-year-old cat. Like, it's not just like a, it's not like kitten behavior. And cats don't do, and from what I can tell, 
this isn't something that cats are doing all the time. Yeah. Like, that's what makes it surprising. It's not like cats are always going around doing something crazy, but just if you're, like, eight-year-old, perfectly well-behaved cat, like, digs a hole in your couch and takes a shit in it, like, that's (laughs) just like, well, that's cats for you. That's cats. You can't pin them down. Yeah, owning a cat is like being in an abusive relationship. (laughs) Always making apologies for them. Cat's just trying to get the band back together. Sure. Um, things to, like that. You have to live in a shelter. Yeah. Um, but no, no, she's always been she's always been good with the litter box. But but this, yeah, I, I feel like I was looking right at her. She was in the bathroom and just peed on the bath mat. Uh, <laughs> so I so I went out today to get a new one, and um, I was at the Bed Bath and Beyond. Um, and did uh, you have your coupons? No. Okay. Here's the thing. You have to have your. Don't here's even think about going to that place without your twenty percent off. Okay. Uh, I, yeah. Right. Those Bed Bath and Beyond coupons come in the mail basically every day to the right. point where it's like, shouldn't you just decrease the price of everything in this store twenty percent because these coupons are so uh, <laughs> are uh, are so plentiful? But I fucking tore my house apart and could not find one. And I feel like I... If you ask them at the Bed Bath & Beyond, they'll just scan one for you. Right? Oh, really? Yeah. I went online and printed one out. So now to get one, I had to go... I had to put myself on the Bed Bath & Beyond mailing list. Oh, jeez. Which I'm sure will uh, will yield. They'll come daily. Daily. (laughs) Sure. sure. Have you seen this thing that makes ravioli? They'll just come to my house and show it to me. (laughs) It's a crimper. It crimps the ravioli. Excuse me, Mr. Morris. Yeah. Coffee pods. <laughs> uh, Have you heard about coffee pods? Um, are you paying too little for sheets? <laughs> right. <laughs> Something about thread count. <laughs> Duvet cover. Get ready for college. Um, <laughs> guys, we're in the rift zone. Come on. No. Let's just we're say in the rift things. Zone. Take it away. <laughs> um, so I, I was looking for bath mats, and I, and I saw a, a stack of memory foam bath mats. Posturepedic or Tempurpedic? Uh, I don't think it was associated with any of the NASA-approved <laughs> no pedic pillows. Mm. Um, but it is made of memory foam, and I was looking at the display, and there was this kind of flat-screen TV playing their commercial on loop. And it's it, that popular product? That I, they... Yeah, I guess so. Wow. And it has a woman stepping out of the shower and onto the bath mat, and when it does, it goes into x-ray mode, and it shows pleasure waves coming out <laughs> of the bath mat and up her body. And talking about how soothing it is stepping out of the hot shower. Do and they sort it, of refocus themselves in the center of her body? No. Yeah, that would be funny if, like, they all collect near the genitals. The pleasure <laughs> waves come up through the foot. If I had one of those, I'd never leave the house. Am I right? Uh, come leave on. the bathroom. Forget about it. Andy Kindler, comedian to the stars. <laughs> I wouldn't need the talcum powder. Am I wrong? <laughs> um... So, uh, but, you know, I'm like, okay, well, this is a little bit silly, but it was actually a great size. I have a really small bathroom, and, you know, it, it was the perfect size. So I'm like, you know, what the hell? I'll give it a shot. They'd, re- they'd really cheaped out on you. Yeah. <laughs> and that was, but in this case. Yeah. How much was it? Uh, it was $17, and then I think I got 20% off that. Um, because, Jordan, isn't a bath mat supposed to be absorbent? Isn't that the purpose of a bath mat? I Yes, I don't. So I don't know if memory foam is good for that. That's Maybe for it putting is. your head on, right? Yeah. Well, or your butt. Well, here's the thing: absorbency. No <laughs> Andy longer. Andy knows what I'm talking. I like about. when anyone says butt. You know what I'm talking about? Call me blue. Uh, absorbency <laughs> no longer an issue. I got out of the shower before coming over here. I swear to fucking God, pleasure waves. Really? Yes, it was amazing. Something about the heat. 
of the shower, yeah. right? The 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 steamy room. Something about the combination of the steamy room, my nudity, uh-huh. and the juxtaposition of the hard the the uh, the the hard bathtub, and then stepping onto the cushy memory foam bath mat. The soft, wet bath mat. Yeah, the I, hard bathtub. Like I feel like I can do anything. The rock hard faucet. Mm-hmm. You shower naked? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I'm fully clothed. Um, well, fully my, clothed. My parents are Greek. I mean, <laughs> the real question is, why does he bring his own mat to the health club? Yeah, well, I think... And here's the thing, though. Now I feel like if my cat fucking ruins this bath... Because I had no attachment to the bath mat she ruined. Uh-huh. But if she lifts and pees on this one... Yes. I, it might be one of those things where I'm like, I, I don't feel the same about you Do you anymore. think she has a good sense of what possessions are valuable to you... And if she did, she would have just pissed on the Xbox, right? Yeah, she seems to stay away from the Xbox. Uh, the Futurama DVDs have been relatively <laughs> untouched. Uh, do you, I wonder if you could do the thing where you could be a critic, and then uh, whatever the cat didn't pee on, you would recommend that week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or what if you use the cat for, like, uh, NCAA March Madness pools? Oh, where I lay down my bracket and yeah. see where she pisses? Yeah. Well, I was going to say, Jesse, you might enjoy this. You might enjoy this um, this business proposition. Sure. It's like an antiques roadshow. I oh. fill up my house with people's We should antiques. explain. I'm a big fan of the Antiques Roadshow, one of my favorite programs. Who isn't? Um, Kino Brothers up- are going to come in and be on The Sound of Young America, by the way. I'm very excited. Very excited. <laughs> the Kino Brothers? The Kino Brothers. They, 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 something to do with Kino? No. Yeah. They're, just, right? they're not gambling people? <laughs> they're, two, they're two brothers who are well-known for their appreciation for the classic casino game of Kino. Oh, but these are... My parents are antique dealers. Oh. Oh, well, but then, they're retired. But, they, so they know, actually they know a couple of the people on the show. They know the key, they probably know the Keto Brothers. I'll have to bring it up to them. I might get the, a, I want to get a rise out of them, a positive rise. How do you spell the Keno Brothers? K-E-N-O, just like Keno. The and what's their, special, what's their specialty? Uh, American Furniture. Oh, American Furniture. Won't you come with me? Come on, song parodies, folks. It's song parody time. Let's do it. Song parodies are always welcome when you're in the riff zone. But don't sing more than one line because you have to pay. Uh, we don't want to pay. Because you have to think of a rhyme. That's, why yeah, that's a good reason not to sing more than one line. Public domain sure. and it's public domain. See, that's the secret that Weird Al has. People always say, why is he so successful at song parody? He goes to that second line. He's willing to mm-hmm. think of a of a of he's a line that rhymes with the first rhyme yeah. that he thought. He can of. replace more than one word of a song. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I'm saying for this antiques roadshow idea, we we just we fill my house with people's antiques, and whatever the cat pees on is not valuable. Oh, mm. so you think that the cat was being considerate when it pissed on the bat? Yeah, maybe the bat- just thought knew that. I would. Th- I think that maybe the be- the reason the cat was so pissed off at you. Yeah. Was because it was upset that you don't really have any prized possessions. Yeah, it's like why you just go, you just work all the time. Sure. Why don't you get get yourself a nice oriental rug? Now let me yeah. say that uh, something that I think that might uh, interject here that I don't necessarily know that the cat peeing is related to anything you're doing. See, I think that's anthropomorphizing. Yeah, the cat. You know, and the, you're thinking, you, okay, oh, but, look what the cat's doing. I, I guess I didn't give him enough uh, cheesecake. This Andy, week. 
I there's know. There's no connection. I we know. usually go to the Cheesecake Factory together. Exactly. So when I had to skip this week. It's Catland. It's yeah. Catland. You couldn't be more wrong. It's like Chinatown. I know from my <laughs> own personal experience yeah. that whenever I'm upset with someone, I pee on one of their favorite things. Well, that's true. That right. Yeah. Well, that's true. But no, cats are in their own fantasy. You're saying land. that cats are different from people in that sense. I'm saying they that don't cats pee on something that belongs to whoever they're upset with. Well, I'm saying that cats and dogs are different, as you can see from one of my first comedy CDs, where I do the difference <laughs> between men and women on the first side. Mm-hmm. It's actually an LP. The first side <laughs> is the difference between men and women. The second side is is the difference between cats and dogs. And then the liner notes explain <laughs> how I came up with it all. <laughs> Is there a studio audience? Because I don't hear anyone here besides you guys. Okay, let's hold, let's pause for laughter. Okay. You're Room gonna, tone. You're going to sweeten that, right? You're going to sweeten this podcast? I would oh. love it if it was sweetened so, uh, so uh, with, with such verve and vim and vigor. Maybe they that, got the, uh, the, uh, the um, audience from an old Married with Children episode. And then all of a sudden, after everything, ah! Ah! Woo! Ow! And then a couple of these. Oh! Man, think about the fucking party it probably was to be in the audience of a Married with Children episode. Like, that I, is the most ridiculous studio audience noise of all time. I, um, I was watching the Antiques Roadshow recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and also in the past. Yes. <laughs> and um, they had one of the items on the program was the machine used to sweeten... Audience reaction for television programs from the old days or currently? from the old days from starting in the fifties. It's like it's like they it's like a mellotron or something like one of these you know these synthesizers where like the proto synthesizers where instead of electronically generating a song you press a key and it plays a weird tape loop. Right, it was like that. It was like a giant organ with like a bunch of pull toggles huh. and shit. And I just assumed that, like, back in the 50s, they just had a Chinese man in a box who was forced to clap. Yeah. That, well, they had both. I mean, they, you have to have both an electronic and a manual option mm, sure. in case of power outages. Oh, okay. Well, manipulation was harder in the old days. You couldn't manipulate and lie and, and deceive people. <laughs> it's true. Easily. It's easily. True. You had to do it. You had to put some effort into it. That's no, why. People were very sharp. People were sharp days. in those days. Do you, guys, do you guys think that that idea of the well, in front of... They were, they were, it was possible to victimize them with a bunko scam. <laughs> right. But that was the one, that was like their one blind spot was bunko. I was into check kiting for a while. <laughs> sure. For about two weeks. Because I thought it involved the outdoors. Sure. Mm. Check kiting. <laughs> I'm going to write that down. I like to write things down that I never use later. The, check kiting. The great outdoors. Outdoors. There was a, when I was a kid, because I am so much older, I th- I'm going to turn 95 this week. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I, and exaggeration is always funny. But when I was a kid, Congratulations, they used, Thank you. I look good, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I was a kid, they used to have these shows. You're so spry. What can I do? You know what my secret is? Lying about my age. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they would do, have these shows that were like, uh, I don't even remember the name of them, but they were like kind of FBI type shows. Mm-hmm. And they, some of them scared the, the life out of me. Like one thing was like a, these people. This like woman, an Untouchables type of. It was thing? like that, but but like like Code Three. I think Code Three was actually the name of one of them. And, and Gangbusters. The, no, it was uh, like and then one of them was so bad. Fibber McGee and Molly. That was that. that oh, now don't get me started on the old radio shows. But <laughs> they used to frighten me as a kid. It was one thing like a, guy, a woman is for a scam. She was st- sticking her hand in a jar and having it repeatedly uh, stung by bees. 
Now, I don't know why. I don't know what her scam was. <laughs> she was telling people they were Skeeter bites. No. Or she was injured somehow, but then she ends up dying. That was the, the message to it, that you can't repeatedly get. <laughs> for those uh, kids, don't try it at home. Is this a partial memory? or No, this really happened. I bet someone could be. Yeah, because somehow she was saying, oh, I tripped she and fell. To, she wanted sue. to sue. She was suing. So her right. thing was that she sued Jar of Bee Manufacturer. I think it, it, she must have been <laughs> suing. Like we have a label. It says, do not place arm in for long periods of time. Isn't there someone who would know, who could be able to figure that out for us? Yeah. Out there One in the our, audience. Somebody yeah. somebody out there Co- is... Code 3 might have been the name of the show. Our, Code 3. Our friends at the Paley Center for Media right now are in the, in the archives. Sure. Do you have any listeners my age? <laughs> We have a oh, few. Oh, that one hurt because of my uh, em- emphysema. We have a few listeners who are interested in bunko scams. Why am I doing emphysema jokes? That's what I want to know. What is a bunko scam? I don't know what a bunko scam is. What's a bunko Jordan? squad? Uh, I mean, I guess a I flim know... flam man would perpetrate a bunko scam. That's I know true. That. That's true. <laughs> I guess I only know the word bunko from it was something my mom did, and I got the impression it was something like bingo, where her and all the other ladies in the neighborhood would play. You're thinking of the Kino brothers. I am thinking of the Kino brothers. Now, I for a long time did not know what money laundering was, and I still am a little bit confused. Did you have a, you have an establishment that you, know, you claim is a pizza place? You know what the secret mm-hmm. is? You have to look at the secondary woods. That's how you date it. Oh. Mm. Open the drawer, take a look at the secondary wood. What is a wood in the drawer? Oh, you mean behind the false thing? No, you open the drawer and the, the line... <laughs> in, a, in an antique. Oh, secondary wood. You look at the secondary wood. The primary wood's on the outside. Mm. The secondary wood's what they use on the sure. inside. It's a less expensive wood. Usually. And that's where you launder the money? No, that's how... Forget it. You gave me a look like forget it. If you can't understand this, then you're <laughs> hey, not going to... you were the, the child of antique dealers. Well, okay. You know, you bring that up, and it's true that I had antique. I used to do a joke in my act about how uh, I, at my parents' house I couldn't conduct business. because like, hold on a second. I need to get another quill. <laughs> but my parents were not... An- my, we had antique furniture, but that wasn't their specialty. They were ink bottles. Then they went to your stoneware. And then my mom... Uh, I don't want to brag, but I can choose one, one of the foremost uh, people for dolls. She knew everything oh. about dolls. Ooh. Bisque dolls, the all people, bisque dolls. Did you Russian nesting? I don't know so much about that. I think it was more not, not the Russian nesting so much. Okay. No ethnic dolls. Yeah, she refused. <laughs> very, very, very racist. <laughs> very racist, just with dolls. Yeah, huh. The people who bring dolls on the Antiques Roadshow invariably make me uncomfortable. There's always something that makes me feel... I guess I'm just trying to put down your mom. Well, no, no, no. My mom... Well, the one thing, and I can't name names, but the, my one thing my mom did learn from doing dolls was that working with... Uh, trying to sell things to celebrities. Forget about it. Meryl Streep. <laughs> That's no. your way of getting... Why am I... I'm not even a smoker. What is that laugh? <laughs> Michael Savage. Yes, Michael Savage. Like a big doll collector. Loved Victorian dolls. Mark Levin. Mm. Okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. <laughs> don't, don't shorten your break because of me. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio. I was laughing as if we were telling a fantastic story and having so much fun you guys during the break. Just missed it. Yeah. <laughs> now for the B minus shit. Uh, Jordan Morris, yes, Andy Kindler, sure. comedian to the stars, um, Jew. Jew. Uh, <laughs> Andy Kindler, really? famous Jew. I just love to say that I'm a Jew or use Jew in a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Do you play a Jew's harp? 
Have no. You ever, do you think you don't think you'd take it that? Is that far? like a thing that you put in your mouth and you go? Bang, That's a little boing. Yeah. Who could play something like that? Do you like do you like variations on the word Jew like jewelry? Yeah, jewelry is great. Jupiter, <laughs> Jupiter. <laughs> no, ju- jewelry. The Jew, the the Jew, the, the Jewish in world. The Jewish world is referred to as Jewry. Oh, oh, Jewry. Jewry. Yeah. Or, not so much. No? Not that one. I don't no. know why. I'm, I'm, just, I'm practicing well, okay. different well, things. Let me ask you this. A female Jew, a Jewess. That sounds like a Nazi thing. It does sound like it's a Nazi terrible. thing. It's not, though. It's but it sh- does sound it like that. It sounds like that's where it started. And they said, put this in the vernacular. <laughs> don't, tell them, don't tell them that just Hitler sent you. In. Toss it in the old vernacular. Shiksa. I mean, Jews love to talk about non-Jewish people right. with all kinds of... Shiksa. The Goyim and the Shiksa. Shiksa is more, much more than Goyim. Shiksa sounds like, sounds like some kind of horrible, horrible, horrible word. No, but, it, but you see, if, if a woman's a Shiksa goddess... Uh-huh. Then you're very excited because she's a non-Jewish, and you're, then you're, she's outside of your thing, right? And you want it, sure, exactly. You want That's how dream, homosexuality started, dream. by the way. <laughs> right? Just too many homosexual men, or too many Jewish men. I have this situation that I could use some counseling on, guys. Sure. Okay, so. we're not count. Neither one of us are counselors. Yes, I, he's a boy detective. Yeah. So my life is a wreck. So Jordan, maybe you can get to the bottom of this situation sure. yeah. then, um, using your skills of deduction, yeah, and induction. Mm-hmm. Induction means uh, the uh, Bob eats uh, Bob eats uh, Bob eats meat. Uh, the cat eats meat. Therefore, Bob is a cat. Exactly. You got. Well, it I was going to say my ability to usher people into various halls of fame. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're talking rock and roll, uh, baseball. So, a- Andy, just so you know, only it, those two. The last the last two weeks, I've had this baby living in my house. That's not that you don't. They it's just my, snuck in. It's my baby. It's it came out of my wife. I was gonna say you guys should spray for those. My beautiful. Was wife. she having your Was she having your baby? I, and did you enjoy that song during the gestation period? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the new Jerry Lewis, by the way. <laughs> he did a lot of gestation stuff. That's I'm, why you I'm say that. I'm hosting the telethon this year. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. Yeah. Not not the Chabad though. <laughs> Do can you put? She's in the third trimester. See how have it works, they, have, have they announced who's going to host the telethon? Because uh, Jerry, they they pushed him out, right? Well, they pushed him out, but then I think there must be a backstory to it. But I just I I never followed it. Down people the... watch it because he's a madman, right? Isn't that the reason that people watch the telethon? I mean, there was a time when he was one of America's most beloved comedians. That's when he started the telethon. He, it used in like to be the late sixties or something. When I was a little kid, uh, again in the twenties, I used to love the telethon for the because I, I loved Jerry Lewis when I was a kid. But then later on, when I was an adult, it was always fun because he was really involved and he would do crazy stuff and he would do the saccharine thing and he would let me tell you, he was you know he was the, one of the original people with let me tell you about the Andy Kindler that I know. Who gives sure. to the children's hospitals? The man is you don't hear about, and that would be that for twenty three hours. It would be fan, and he'd cry, <laughs> and then he would he would do horrible shtick. And in your role as comedian to the stars, you did have quite a relationship with Mister Lewis. I never did. You know, there were a lot of comics. I'm, sh- I'm sure we could name many, many comics, not of your generation, but many comics who have done telethon related things. I never You've did. Never done- okay, no. they are looking for a new host. I think you should put in Andy. Well, first of all, it doesn't pay anything. Right, <laughs> Fair and enough. I need money. I'm not right. like uh, you know. what I'm saying I need the charity. Sure, I'm, I'm not. The, I'm not. I'm not so much f- doing for the charity. Sure. So I don't. You don't have muscular in. dystrophy, but you do have a lukewarm career. That's true. Uh, the when you said it, it hurt. Mm. You know what I'm it's saying? A red hot career. 
Okay. You're a regular on the David Letterman show. That's the I feel better now. I feel you're, better. You're feel better. you're 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 the right hand comedy man to David Letterman of the of the funniest person in the world. If my career was going that well, how could you making a joke about it uh cause me a pain in my heart so deep that I'm sobbing inside? See what I'm saying? Yeah. I also stabbed you. You stabbed me. That's true. Yeah, physically stabbed. Right, but we don't go. You know, so we it might have been 50 50 the exactly. comment and the stabbing. Yeah, no, no. I, I'm very, very happy with where I am. And, I uh, think you can. As I long as I can scrape the rent together, we're good. I think you should do it, Andy. I think you should. Oh, host, the telethon? I think you should host the telethon. I don't think they should do the telethon anymore. Are they not going to do it anymore? No, they're going to keep doing it. Not 24 hours. But without Jerry Lewis. But I think it's those are the. They're not going to go 24 hours. It's going to be like an hour. Call 48 hours. <laughs> they should just show that by Danny CBS. Glover. They should just hours. show that Nazi movie that he's ashamed of instead of the telethon. It was the one about the crying clown. Yeah, it, Tears Andy, of the clown, do you know about called? this? Everybody this? knows about it. But I think people have sponsored other comedians who I can't mention because they don't want. I don't want to get them in trouble. But they've sponsored readings about it. Yeah, I've heard that. I guess for people who don't know, Jerry Lewis made this Holocaust movie that I guess is so distasteful. The day the clown cried, cried is what it's called. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I guess there it's it's. it's he didn't a, make the movie, right? He just wrote a script, or he actually made a movie. I think that the movie got no, made. No, I think and he made the, it. Yeah, yeah. And, but but it, it only exists on three, you know, three VHS tapes, which and, he invented. He invented every kind of. Uh, he invented the video assist. Wow. He yep. invented VHS tape. Mm-hmm. VCR he invented plus. the polio vaccine. <laughs> he invented VCR plus. VCR plus. What was VCR plus? That was a very very high end version of VHS. That was uh, where you type in oh, the number yeah, from your TV guide, and it tells the VCR what to record. Oh, okay. Yeah, I had VCR minus, which would erase shows <laughs> yeah. as different shows came on. <laughs> It just re- erased videos of your kids' dance recital. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, I want to talk about the baby for a second. Sure. So, I this baby's wonderful, mm-hmm. and don't get you wrong for for my like as long as Teresa, my beautiful wife, and I have discussed the possibility of having a baby. One of the great attractions to me has been the possibility that I might get to carry the baby around in a baby Bjorn. You, this is appealing to you. Couldn't now. I know that this has. I know that this is a joke to some people. I don't even know what that second word is. It's uh, it's like a, it's Be- like a Swedish, right? It's like a, it's like it's like that. It's chest. like a meatball. It's a meatball you wear <laughs> around your neck. It's like that chest oh, baby oh, holder. Oh, I think I used to see that on thirty something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so. I like it has long been, I, and I know that this is like a, I think because maybe because Zach Galifianakis wore one in in the hit film The Hangover. Sure, um, it's a joke film. that people would want to carry their baby around. You're not because, wearing it as a career move, though, right? Primarily as a career <laughs> move, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, but, I mean, well, Jesse, I mean, you're you're an internet personality. Could you? Do you think you could make the transition to daddy blogger? I know mommy blogging is very big. It's a good. I mean, I think I think our friend, uh, our friends, uh, uh, Maz Jabrani and Al Madrigal are doing great with their daddy podcast. Mm. I mean, these guys are these guys are knocking it out of the ballpark over there. But no, it's, it's not a career. And move. It's not a papoose. What's the difference between that and a papoose? It's like a papoose. Papoose is a New York mixtape rapper. But um, is that really true? Yes. Oh. <laughs> um, and a papoosa. Is some sort of it's a, Ecuadorian pastry? Sure. Well, it's a it's a it's a salva, it's like a Salvadorian uh, uh, torti- stuffed tortilla. 
Okay. Griddle, are, griddle fried stuffed tortilla. These are none of those. No. This is like, it's like if you put it, it's like the thing that, it's like a backpack for your front, but it's with a baby inside. Right. You know what I'm talking about. Doesn't come with the baby. No. You put the baby in there also, ground beef, cheese, onions, and cilantro. Simmer for 45 minutes and serve. Sure. Are you thinking, I think you're just thinking of a dumpling of some kind. That was my yeah. favorite restaurant I've ever yeah. eaten at. Yeah. Was it was called of Dumpling some of Some Kind. You never knew what they were going sh- to serve. I, I, I'll talk this about... It's filled with paper clips. I ate, some great, I ate some great dumplings this week, but that's not, that's not what we're that's not why. That's about, not gentlemen. why you called. No, God, God forbid somebody on this show would tell a story about something stupid they purchased recently. I've always... so I did it earlier. I've always <laughs> looked... I've always looked at dads carrying their babies around, and even though they look and there's you all you look ridiculous. I mean, sure. it's a ridiculous thing to do, but I really, really wanted to do it because it looked so. I don't know. I guess the adjective would be like cuddly. Yeah, like it just looked such like such a satisfying thing to the point where you know my wife and I. My wife used to joke that she would buy one that I could put the dogs in. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I just, I just want to, I just really loved the idea of care. I love hugging babies and small children. Like, it's just so pleasant. And, and the it's hands free like, too. Isn't yeah. You can free? do anything. You could, yeah. you could play foosball, whatever you like. And <laughs> don't forget to fasten the buckles though. Sure. <laughs> Probably you least. could slam an Irish car bomb. Sure. <laughs> but like, uh, so, so the baby finally came and it did not come out. With a Bjorn. No, but... Inconsiderate. We had... We had... Here's the thing. We registered for something called a Moby Wrap, which is a type of papoose. This is more papoose-like and less backpack-like. Is it Moby-endorsed? This is... <laughs> no. No, this isn't some sort of... Uh, this is some sort of tea. Hi, I'm, I'm, tea. I'm Moby. You, may, you know me from my music. Doesn't Moby have his own iced tea now? Does he really have he his, own his own iced, iced tea? tea? I like yeah. that. Oh, jeez, Moby. I mean, I like iced tea, but... And I like Moby, <laughs> but don't get us wrong. <laughs> that guy's a real dick. <laughs> Is he really um, bad? I just wanted to say Moby well, was a dick. Because <laughs> he has a, a reputation of being like a nice guy, right? I think he does have a he's reputation. Probably, as I a bet he's Let's tell. tear him down. I bet, nice. I bet he's a good guy. So uh, <laughs> we had this thing called Moby Wrap. Let's give him what for. And it's too complicated for me. I can't operate it. However, mm. however... Sounds like a real VCR plus. There's this thing. <laughs> a regular. <laughs> there's this thing called an ergo, mm. which is like a baby Bjorn. It's like a backpack, but you can also like move it different ways. So you can, if you're a mom, you can like let the baby breastfeed in this thing or like whatever. So it's a little bit more complicated, but we got one of these and apparently my wife was going to register for it, but she I'm just, still reeling at the fact that the. In addition to the baby, your wife isn't also growing all the baby supplies inside her. <laughs> I thought you would get the baby, and then you get crib and no, just a couple of binkies. That's all you get out of there huh. when Maybe the baby a corn comes popper? out. <laughs> Wait, what's a corn popper? It's those things that you push. Oh, sure, and, like a Fisher uh, Price. Yeah, yeah, it's like a little vacuum cleaner, With but the, dome, the uh, but it's the... like a Pop-O-Matic board game. So. Anyway. <laughs> Apparently, my my wife thought we were going to get one of these things as a hand-me-down from a relative, but then the relative decided to keep it, but felt bad that she had promised it and got together with some other relatives and bought us one. So, Moby Wrap is out. It's too complicated for me. But this Ergo is in. And I want to say something about the Ergo. 
It's called an Ergo Organic. It's a well-designed product. That's why my wife registered for it. She looked. She did the research. She found out what's the good thing. She found out, you know, she decided she wants this thing. But it's made of, like, squid ink and... It is, like, a color that's between salmon and orange. Mm. It is fully embroidered with, like, weird flowers. It has a head flap that's in, like... Like, it is seriously... It is... It is like, like Whole Foods does not even begin to describe this <laughs> item. Like it is way past Whole Foods and into Farmers Market in Berkeley. Gotcha. Like a guy who's selling, who's selling not stuff that he brought from Guatemala when he was backpacking. He right. sold that stuff. Now he's selling stuff that's inspired by the stuff mm. that he brought from Guatemala when so he was backpacking. There's a lot of carob in this. Then this is <laughs> it is made from carob fibers exactly. Okay. And it is just grotesquely ugly. I mean, it, if I was a lady, I think maybe I could pull it off. Right. I'd, like, it wouldn't look good, but I wouldn't look like an asshole. But on me, I genuinely look like an asshole. And you really have to go... I think, I, I think the hippie community has a reputation for being uh, at least warm-hearted mm, and probably sure. one of their positive attributes. And so you really have to go to the max for someone to think that guy looks like a real hippie asshole. Right. You know what I mean? Like a, someone I don't want to talk to or whatever, sure. But asshole, you really have to take it to the top. And that's what this thing does. It's like wearing a BMW in front of you. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I put this baby in this holder and strapped this thing on, did some fucking clamps and clasps. Chick magnet. No. I have never gotten so much pussy. (laughs) But sincerely. like, leave the baby on. Sincerely, I was so happy. It, like, fulfilled my every dream of what it would be like to have a baby in a baby Bjorn-like device. Like, I was just, I, every time I put this baby in this thing and, like, strap the baby to me and, like, go for a walk with the dogs or whatever, I am, like, over the fucking moon. But, as you know, Jordan, maybe you don't know as well, I do care about my outfits. Your street cred? And my street cred, to some extent, certainly. I mean, you know, I, I, you know, soy del barrio, but... You're wearing, um, a, you're wearing a Nehru jacket during this interview. I am. That's true. If that true. means anything. Yeah, my cred is primarily a sort of African dictator type cred. Yes, exactly. Hey, the Nehru jacket with many people. All right. Um, but here's the thing. So it is so ugly and embarrassing that I am... And you guys can tell me if, if I'm a dick for thinking about this. I am actually thinking about buying another one. Here's here's my here's what I'll say about this is that um, okay so you admitted when we just started talking about these things that yeah. these are ridiculous things yeah like this is ridiculous so I feel right. like quibbling about the about the specifics <laughs> is like I feel like you are going to TGI Fridays and looking at the menu and saying what's healthy here right what's healthy on right. this it's like no you're TGI Fridays fucking. Get the southwestern deep fried egg rolls and the ranch dressing burger and but the it's chocolate like bomb this. cake, like balls to the wall. 
I kind of see it this way. Yeah. It's sort of like putting like a, a ski rack or like a mountain bike rack <laughs> on top of your Volkswagen Jetta. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, that's fucking ridiculous. Like, give me a break. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, who are you? Or like putting that thing, you know, that like coffin shaped thing for storing skis. Sure. Or whatever. Like any of these kinds of things that your L.L. Bean catalog types might do. Mm-hmm. Or it's like putting your baby in one of those uh, right. things sure. on top <laughs> and, of your and, car. And driving sure. to, to, to Tahoe. So it's like if you did that, like that's a little bit ridiculous, mm-hmm. right? But... If that was tie-dye colored, sure. that's what the, the equivalent here is. So what, like, if, the, your, what does your dream the, baby Bjorn look like? Here are the parameters. Okay. They do sell one in navy blue. Mm-hmm. Solid why didn't navy your, blue. Uh, I don't want to cause a divorce, but why didn't your wife get the navy blue? So what is it about your wife's thing. taste? That's, mm. what, huh? that's the disaster here. My exactly. wife's she kind, loves it. My wife's kind oh, and wonderful did, relatives. Right, they didn't ask her. They didn't ask, and because we hadn't registered for it, mm. they, they bought it from some place where it was on sale, and this was the only color they had. And Everything was wrong with and that And it gift. was non-returnable. These, here's the problem. Here's what you should do. Those relatives, and I'm sure they're lovely people beyond this interaction... First of all, they promised your wife uh, that she would get one. Right. Ergo. Ergo. What they should do. Then oh, they said, oh, er- oh we feel so bad that we're going to get you the most horrible looking version of this that's on <laughs> sale that's unreturnable. And so that's cool, right? They just, they just got me the Dallas Cowboys edition. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it might as well have been yep. pea. Why don't they get you a pea green? Uh, I mean, they, you should cut all ties with them. God bless them, <laughs> and or and have them send you the. Mo- you should send it back to them and have them send you the money, and then you should buy the ergo of your dreams. There's this, there's this because there's this dangerous thing because people are being kind to you by Not buying really. by buying you a gift. Those people mm. are passive aggressive. Sure, passive aggressive, my friend. War. So you can register <laughs> for some stuff, and we tried. I mean, the one thing we did do was we told we told. My mother-in-law, who's also exceptionally kind, patient, thoughtful woman. We that does not said, fit into the mother-in-law jokes. We just, <laughs> My mother-in-law is so thoughtful. We just How let, thoughtful. We just said, if anybody asks you what to get and they want to get clothes, just ask them to get something with no words on it. <laughs> We're like, if we could let set down one rule, like it's not crazy if we just say no words, because then we don't end up with a kid. We have to carry around this kid that's got a bunch of shirts that say like, you know, my other car is a thing. If you think yeah. I'm cute, you should see my dad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which makes me want to punch myself in the face. <laughs> and like I, I thought about taking it one step further and just being like solid colors, any solid color sure. you can buy it for us. But I was like, you know what? If they want to get us something with a dinosaur on it. But I feel like a dick. That's the other thing. Even if... And the solid blue one is like so much more tasteful. You know, well, it's, it's solid blue. Yeah. How, it's how just, far can you go wrong with it's that? Just, you can't. In navy, solid navy blue is the best thing to have anything that you could wear. It's just easy. You're a midshipman, for mm-hmm. crying out loud. <laughs> exactly. It goes with my flared pants and that, that was weird buttons in the front yeah. of the pants. 
Exactly. You know what I'm talking about, Andy oh, Kendler. I, you know, when I was secondary, in the Navy, you've got secondary wood from this description. Yeah. <laughs> secondary wood. I had that on my first date with my <laughs> wife. Am I wrong? <laughs> am I right or am I wrong? How secondary was it? How no how wooden like was my sexual performance? <laughs> How stiff? How stiff am I in the bedroom? Not body part wise. Kino Brothers. Uh, Kino. What do we need? Two people to play Kino. What do we? So, what? I'm genuinely. I'm genuinely asking if this thing costs. I think it costs like a hundred bucks. Yeah, but yeah, you I, can that was use it. Be my question is how much? How much? You, how much you drop? And they got but it for you forty dollars because of the horrible it, color. You yeah. can use it for years. Mm-hmm. Years and until I, your child is eighteen. You can use it till your kid's like two, and, like two, so like two years. Why? And they, then after the child, you can use it to transport watermelons from the grocery store to home. That's true. If you you're want just it going for one watermelon, there's a million uses. It's more convenient than a stroller in many situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let me ask you this: Why did they not give you the one they were going to give you? They just, all of a sudden had another kid. And they they decided they wanted to hang on to it. They thought they were just going to use it when the kid was a baby, but then they decided to hang on to it for year one to two. Oh, I see. It's not like the kid is, is 30. No. <laughs> get, in the, get in the Bjorn he's, he's Borg. He's 30, but he's very small. Bjorn get in the Bjorn Borg. <laughs> That's what I would do. I would make, I would, that would be my first thing. We so, should pitch, we should pitch, pitch a car- it to Bjorn Borg. We should pitch uh, maybe an adult swim show called Baby Bjorn. Baby Bjorn. It's about Bjorn Borg. And other, you know, other sort of 80s uh, uh, tennis players as babies. Well, it's like a baby version of... Who are are we looking at? We're looking at uh, uh, an Arthur Ashe, maybe. Well, maybe that's a little too early. The thing that would be great about the Bjorn Borg... Jimmy Connors? The Bjorn Borg is that you would use it uh, until the person was 25... And then quit for some strange reason, right? At the peak of your career. <laughs> Martina. After the baby's career. Martina Navratilova? Uh, I, I, I bought the Martina Navratilova. <laughs> sure. It comes in different shades. <laughs> the baby Navratilova? Um, but I'm, that's, it's a sincere question sure. because I am gen- genuinely wrestling with this right now. It, I think it costs, from memory, I think it costs $125. Mm-hmm. And I, in my head, I'm thinking... If I I really want to wear this thing. Sure. Because I love it's like cuddling, it's like going about your business but you're also cuddling at the same time. Right. It's amazing. <laughs> I can't begin to tell you how great this is. And so it has a strong appeal to me. And I've got 2 years of baby ahead of me. You know, yeah. it'll be 2 years before this thing's a proper toddler. You know what I'm talking about? And so I'll want to I'll wanna rack it up, throw it on the old back. You know, you can move it from the front to the back when it gets to be a little bigger. Right. There's so is, many exciting different permutations to this product. So I want to use this You thing. can let it swing between your legs. I will say that people... <laughs> turn you, your baby into a giant set of balls. That's gross. I'm sorry. No, that actually... No, no, that, gross. That's, no, a, that's good a fun sales idea. Point. I mean, that's a fun idea. Yeah. As long as it's your baby. Write that down, man. You write that down on your <laughs> Yeah, you're an idealist. I'm offended you didn't write that uh, down. But you know what the thing is? Don't forget, when you're wearing the papoose, I mean the right. Bjorg, I mean the Bjorn, right. the Bjorn, no one's really Spliff looking. They, people are just looking at the baby. They don't care what you're carrying it in. Really? The least of your problems but you can't is even the color see, of your... But you can't even see the baby. 
Oh, the baby's facing you, and it has a head protector, especially when it's an infant. It has a head protector Mm. that makes it so you can't even see. And it has this flap that you can put over the baby's head to keep the baby from getting sunburned. Are you telling me that you you walk around with the baby in a device where nobody can see as you're walking forward? You're all covered? You're under the hood? It's something you wouldn't want to wear in the green zone in Baghdad. (laughs) I say return it. Cut off ties to the relatives. It's non-returnable. No, return it to them. Say okay. thanks for nothing. <laughs> okay. you're, you're independent. Take a Polaroid of your middle finger. Right, take a Polaroid. That. Give him a kick square in the box. Give him a quick mm-hmm. square. I'm assuming you're independently wealthy from the podcast. Oh, of course. I'm in the hey, public radio and podcast, my friend. And don't forget short-lived IFC 15-minute television program. And you're probably still living on those residges. Absolutely. Residges. Sure. On sure. those residges. It's in sure. syndication now. Exactly. Oh, just like you live on that money from when you visited the Super Bowl for the Late Show. Uh, I did you, ever, one... you did visit the Super yes, Bowl. Yes, I right? did. I did a couple of them. Yeah. And I got. I'm just. I was. All I was thinking of was how much the residuals were. I and, do. Uh, I do really enjoy when you do a segment on the Late oh, Show. I, I want like to say it when that. you visited the Hold Steady. I thought that was a very. I watched that, that was one. So much fun. That's something I'll just Google and watch again. Wait, th- Andy visited the Hold Steady yeah. for Letterman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tommy Ruprecht, who's a who's know. a writer for the show. I don't know show. if I buy that. Well, I actually, he wrote a song with the guy from Guided by Voices for another episode. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, this was when Franz was in the group. Okay. He's gone now, right? I don't know. Nobody knows anything. I don't know. He was in the Hold Steady? He was the, uh, I the keyboard the, player. I interviewed the main guy from the Hold Steady. He seemed like an interesting guy. Yeah, I, I had not, was not familiar with their music until uh, I uh, went and hung out with them. But Tommy Ruprecht was one of the writers, was one of the writers for the show, who, who came up with the... The Bush, uh, great moments in presidential history with Bush. Sure. He loves them and, uh, and, and knew, know, knows them. And so that's how I got to do it. And I used to be a musician before I was a comedian. So I, I got to play with them on one song. But they didn't even teach me how to play the song. And I don't think they used my track. Well, what kind of music did you? Oh, wait, I, oh, let's, well, let's talk about Andy's music in a second because I want to settle this sure. thing. Yeah. What, what, do you, what do you say, Jordan? $125, two years. I mean, in yeah. my head, I'm amortizing it at $5 a month. Yeah. For the privilege of not being embarrassed by this thing. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I would, I would need to see your bank book before I would make a call for, for you. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like if you feel like you have... I am, a, as a publicly traded company, you're, you can't actually just look oh, up well. my books okay. at the SEC. Sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, to, to me, it seems, it, seems a little, it seems a little frivolous. It seems like it's a, you should embrace the silliness a little bit and maybe even have a little fun with it. Not, uh-huh. if, so, not if it's something you hate that much. I think you've got to bite the bullet on this one and uh, maybe even give it away. Give really? it away to an organization. Sure. Like, take it to the max, in other words. Take it to the max. Give it away to somebody who wouldn't, you know, somebody who would enjoy, who likes a lot of granola. Uh-huh. Who would enjoy, sure. who, yeah. who walks barefoot. Yeah, well, maybe you could a take it to the farmer's market and uh, trade it for some kale. <laughs> right. Exactly. But uh, yeah, no, I Give think it to you, a fish if fan. You, if you feel like you regularly spend $100 on, you know, weed. things. On weed. Weed. Just, yeah, take your weed budget for the week. I think towards this. I think that I think that this will. I, I'm guessing that if when, if I go onto the forum this week, there are going to be some very strong opinions on this issue. Sure. So 
I'm going to let the forum have at it. Maybe yeah, I'll decide. Yeah. By the time, hopefully by the time next week rolls around, I'll have decided whether I want to spend $125 to change the color of my baby kit. I'm sure there's, so, I'm sure there's someone on the forum who will recommend an Etsy shop that has baby Bjorns that have Battlestar it's, Galactica characters on them. It has, I mean, seriously, it has like butterflies embroidered it seems, I bet, on it. I bet it's obnoxious. It Why don't you take obnoxious. a picture? You should take a picture of it and allow, allow the people to see what you're talking about. Yeah. Does your wife like it? Well, the, the, my wife offered. My wife came up with this idea actually because she could tell how much I loved carrying the baby around, papoose style, and she knew that I was pained by the fact that. I mean, as soon as we got it in the mail, um, she was like, "Jesse, I'm really sorry. <laughs> my family did this weird thing. They were really sweet, but we ended up with this thing that looks like we bought it at Burning uh, Man from a man who you know who who makes hammocks." Cut off all ties with your wife's family. That's all I'm <laughs> yeah. saying to you. Sure. Listen, listen to my advice. I have great advice. Cut off all ties with oh, them. Oh, you guys should even change your last name. Change your last name. Mm-hmm. Ice them. You got to ice yeah. these people. Ice Teach them, them a lesson. Do you think we should drop out like of society? Is that? I what think you should turn on, tune in, drop out, and then no, you really should not over this. But you should get another papoose. Right. And you you, should, so you're in, you're definitely on board for again. Yeah, because this is going to be the next two years of your life. You're going to be walking around uh, like looking like a lanyard, which is a word no one knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, people go to summer camp; they know about sure. lanyards. You're going to, I mean, you're going to look like a, like the world's worst abstract expressionist. Yeah. Or yeah. Um, another more <laughs> reference that would be what it lo- I don't know what it looks like, so I'm thinking it looks like a quil- like an ugly quilty thing. It does look like an ugly quilty yeah, thing. Yeah, you don't need that in your life. That's yeah. like uh it's like you know how they say colors affect your mood? Yeah. Uh they found that that wasn't true, but let's say no. Uh they don't yeah. they you're saying they don't paint the inside of the mental ward orangey pink and then right. embroider it with butterflies. Yeah, you want to be able this is going to affect your aura. Whatever right. that is, mm, sure. and you're and you're and it's also going to uh, if you do any flirting, I, gotta, I have to align my shikses. You have to, align, sure. and you're going to do flirting. I'm, I'm I'm sorry. I hope your wife doesn't listen to this, right. but having a baby is a chick magnet. Yeah, <laughs> it's like having a dog, but even better. Do you have, do you have children? No, I don't have children. I got married late in life. Again, I'm old. Yeah, and my wife and I were both. Uh, uh, we weren't like. Well, my wife's a photographer, and I'm a comedian, and we have you know, it's like we don't know how much money we're ever going to make, and so we have a million. Excuses excuses why we didn't have children but we decided the la- we decided at the end that we were just very self-absorbed <laughs> sure <laughs> we said to her, the final thing we said was who needs the aggravation is what we said right <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on George Jessica It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Andy Kindler, gentleman caller. Sure. No, I like it. Whatever yeah. that means. Sure, well, it means we're going to make out later, if I'm not mistaken. Is that, well, I thought, that, I thought we were going to do that anyway. But is that from the Glass Menagerie? Yeah, I mean, it seems, it seems just generally Southern. I mean, I guess I just see you in a straw boater with yeah. you know, a, a bouquet of uh, wildflowers. And you're drunk. Also you know, drunk, you, yeah. you know, and you know, Big whenever when I do play in like southern, uh, when I get parts in southern things. You know what I play? Hmm. The Jew, uh, the town Jew, the town Jew. Wait, are, Andy, are mm. you? Do, do you have a? Do you? Aren't you on one of the like uh, uh, 
children's te- popular children's television. I programs. am on the a show called the Wiz. I play Chancellor Rudy Tootie Tootie on the Wizards of Waverly Place. That's got to be a fun job. It seems like a fun job to me. You know what's interesting? You know what's interesting? Never preface anything with you know what's interesting. Uh, <laughs> here's a hilarious. This is here's a hilarious funny story that you will you will you will die when you hear it. Uh, no, what's interesting is that over the top comedy I don't usually like. But now when I'm on this show, I love it. Well, so I love to go over I mean, the top for the it's kids. Like, it's yeah. like musical theater. Nobody wants to watch musical theater, but being, <laughs> being in it. musical theater is really fun. No, you know, I, I actually love I auditioned for a lot of Disney Channel shows and I've never gotten one, but every time I do it, I think like god, this would be so fun. I mean, I it's like, you know, should I go I can, I I tell them I can go more over the top if you need. I go I have <laughs> I often ended up in a different less room. Realistic. I can chew furniture, whatever you need. <laughs> I can literally chew on scenery. Yeah. Yeah. I can John. I say, do you want me to John Lithgow up this scene? Because <laughs> he's my favorite example well, of a kids guy. Love, who, kids love Lithgow. So yeah, somebody should. Is it Lithgow? I say Lithgow. That was a one I of those shows. Lithgow. Lithgow. Remember <laughs> yeah. when Third Rock? Uh, from I say the, bad from guy the, from Cliffhanger. Sorry. Oh, was that what was that movie? Uh, this is an old Sylvester Stallone movie where he's like a, a rock climber and. Oh. <laughs> you know what's funny? If you're afraid of heights. You remember that movie specifically for its very upsetting trailer. Yeah. There's well, like certain movies that just have really upsetting trailers <laughs> if you're afraid of heights. Because they have that thing where the camera is like going along something and then it goes down. Like it's oh, gonna, no. Like that upsets me every I don't want time. That. Sure. And That's... I remember that vividly from Cliffhanger. I remember it for its tie-in game for the Sega CD. Sure. <laughs> and those were kind of things like Sega, when people say Sega, or they say uh, Nintendo, mm-hmm. or they say anything in that realm. I don't know what anyone's talking about. The last thing <laughs> I was familiar with were pinball machines. Sure. That's it. And if I, if I need to do a, uh, a Pong, Mrs. Pong reference, or whatever <laughs> that's called. Mrs. Pong. Or if I need to do a, what was the <laughs> one where the little... The paddle has a little pink bow. Yeah, it bow. just has a pink bow. Yeah, and what was the one where, the, where they would chew up the things? Dig Dug? No, I think you are thinking Pac-Man. Pac-Man. That's uh-huh. it. That's What are you people playing? Pac-Man? Hey, can I, can I give you Dig Dug? Yeah, what is that? A good reference for me? It's a, yeah, it's a I'll great. Write, that, write down. that down. Dig Dug. It's a good pull. Yeah, isn't that fun? Well, Dig I, Dug is fun. Can right? I replace my I Smurfs see- reference with it? No. Man, not quite. How about my Mighty Morphin? When I was a, the judge in the... <laughs> When I was judging Last Comic Standing, everybody was doing Mighty Morphin Power uh, Ranger references. Uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers have amazing staying power. They're still on. That's still a thing. It is the genuinely the most horribly awful. That, that came to the United States when uh, my middle brother was six or however old the target age is or sure. eight. Aren't they Transformers? Isn't it the same thing? No, it has some transformerish elements to it. I think it's a combination of a lot of different things. It's definitely a pastiche. It mostly it's mostly involves an Ultraman type outfit mm-hmm. and live action. Mighty uh, Morphin Power oh, Rangers it was live is li- action, and it is so. St- at least the one that I watched when my little brother was eight years old. It was. It is sincerely as bad as Barney. It was the only thing that I've ever watched. Pokemon didn't make it. Pokemon got invented when my youngest brother yeah. was uh, that age. 
Pokemon doesn't make it to this plateau, but it is there with Barney in terms of so stunningly, spectacularly awful. And at least Barney has a positive message. Sure. Yeah, this is not, this is bad. bad. Well, no, aliens are bad. Right. Karate will help you with a lot of situations. Yeah. Oh, so there are messages. Well, I, I thought Transformers was, a, was about electricians when, I first, when it first came out. <laughs> I recently, because I, I recently noticed that all the Andy, Power Ranger... Right that thing. I was holding that one in for yeah. like a minute there. Right that one. Uh, Transformers... About electricians. But really hotshot electricians. <laughs> who don't play who don't play by the rules. Oh good, yeah. Don't play by the rules. <laughs> Write down also that it's sexy. Yeah, sexy. Hey, shouldn't the yellow go to the yellow? Not in this uh station house. <laughs> um well shit. Can we can we let's do our Sure, yes. Let's go to the Jumbotron, shall we? Why not? So we have this program, Andy, called the Jumbotron, where uh, we help our listeners share their important messages, just like the Jumbotron at the ballpark. Um, Which no, lo- do they still exist? The Jumbotron, or are they more LCD these days? Huh? Let me <laughs> some plasma screen. Yeah, HD Kiss Cam. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead, Jordan. You were you were really holding out for that applause meter. Uh huh. Okay. Like the Robin Williams used to do the applause meter, right? We go, nah, you can't see me on the uh, on uh, the audio, but he would like do a joke and then he would do a thing like it was a L- what's this called? It's not an LED meter. It's a uh, come on, it's oh. a uh, needle thing. Oh, like a Geiger counter? No, no, no. Before the, before you kids had digital, before you had digital, and you would do audio stuff, it would you'd have a needle, a needle. Yeah, Geiger counter. It's like a Geiger counter. No, Tom no, but what's, Swift in his flying sure. lab. What is this called? What is this called when there's a needle? I think it's just called a needle. It's called yeah, a meter. I think of that meter. A, v, a oh, the meter. I think it's a VU meter. Meter? I think it's a a meter. Yeah. yeah. Thinking of a Geiger counter, I think. A Geiger counter. H.R. Geiger? Is that what you're thinking yeah. of? This week on Geiger counter. Creature creator. Okay. This week on Geiger counter. Are you getting a reading? No. Can Next we... week on Geiger Counter. <laughs> Still waiting. There's no, there's no radium or whatever the hell it picks yeah. up. In the, in the season finale of Geiger Counter. They, they... Uh-oh. I think we have something. <laughs> okay. Um, first of all, uh, a graphic novel called Buffalo Speedway is on the Jumbotron this mm. week. A comic graphic novel about a pizza delivery driver's Pizza delivery drivers on the busiest pizza delivery day ever, the day that the o- of the O.J. Simpson case. Um, it's all about Houston's Turbo Pizza. They're fast. They're furious. They're fucking your wife. Is that Wait the a minute. Yeah, that's what it says. Wow. That's what it says. This sounds like a really sassy comic graphic yeah. novel, Jordan. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie to you. Anyway, um, this graphic novel online, Turbo Pizza. Dot com, TurboPizza.com. Also, a proper sponsor this week, our friends at Fuelly.com. Mm. Let's just say you're putting a crazy, uh, crazy luggage rack, a tie-dyed luggage rack on top of your car. You want to know how it affects your gas mileage. Sure. You're going to want to use Fuelly.com. Here's how it works, Andy, a- Andy Kindler. Fuelly.com. Fuelly.com. I'm you, the guy who repeats everything. You... You type in, you type in, every time you fill your gas tank, you type in how much gas you put in and your odometer reading. Okay. And then it calculates and keeps track of your MPGs so you can know when you're doing better or worse and you can actually compete against other people who have the same kind of car as you to see who can help the earth the most. Wow. 
Fuelly.com. I'm into that. It is for fueling nerds. Am I getting paid for any of this? It is I'm, for miles no. per gallon nerds. I'm getting excited based on pay. You're getting... <laughs> based on potential pay. Yeah, that's what I hoped. You're earning the goodwill of thousands of Jordan Jesse Go. Oh, all right then. Tens, well, I... tens of thousands. Tens of thousands? Tens of thousands of Jordan Jesse How many Go hits listeners. do you get? How many unique visitors? Tens of thousands we have of verticals. uniques. Yeah, we've got silos. Geiger are these are these digital sales words? pyramids? Yeah, these are just what's a we... what's a silo? Uh, I, I'm not sure. It's like a vertical. Yeah, and I, don't know, and I don't know. I don't know what a vertical thing. is. So I think it's where you take one people to another person, like on a sales path. Oh, it's like multi. What's the thing? Multi level marketing. It's like a pyramid scheme. No, you're thinking it's of like a, Shackley or one, Amway. Number one, you're thinking of a bunko scheme. Oh, that's right. Mm. Yes. N- number two, it's. I think it's like when you you know you have the product page and then you click to buy and then it goes in your cart and then you have the cart page and then you have the putting in your credit card page and then you have the. I think it's putting, it putting your, the putting in your credit card. How many people enjoy <laughs> credit cards pudding. and enjoy pudding? <laughs> you might want to try putting in your credit card. That can really increase your click-throughs. <laughs> Whoa. Anyway, fuely.com, F-U-E-L-L-Y.com. If you want to be on the Jumbotron, MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. If you want to sponsor the show, email Teresa at MaximumFun.org. 200 bucks for a commercial message, 100 bucks for a personal message. It's that cheap. For the Jumbotron, uh, we will work out a long-term thing as we do with Fuely, if you like, if you want to email Teresa. All our links on the forum at forum.maximumfun.org. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Andy Kidler, mad for hire. And that's my DJ voice of the 70s. It's great. Are we in the riff zone? Coming up in a half hour, we're giving away some Aerosmith tickets. <laughs> um, I listened to something that was so amazing hmm. that I really want people to seek it out. It's, as you probably know, Jordan, you guys know that Jay-Z and Kanye West made a new album. I've heard. And Aziz Ansari was in the studio. Yeah, exactly. He's, a, he's friends with Kanye, I guess. <laughs> And, That's what he says. Yep. And so he, who, uh, I want to be friends with Jay Z and Kanye. I know. Me too. Seems like fun. Exactly. We're charming. Yeah. Why can't we be in there? We're fun. Yeah. I'm anyway, sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt. So they premiered their single Otis mm-hmm. a couple of months ago, and they gave it to maybe six weeks ago. They gave it to Funkmaster Flex, the uh, legendary New York hip hop radio DJ, famous for dropping bombs on things. <laughs> What does that mean? Like he doesn't like it? He, he hasn't. No, it means that it's like a Funkmaster Flex exclusive, so nobody can record it from the radio and then rerun it on their own show. It's just like a punctuation. The, this single, Otis, is, what, three and a half minutes long, probably. Maybe four. And I listened to a recording of Funkmaster Flex premiering this song on his show. It is just this one song, 30 minutes long. 30 minutes. Is Otis the Otis song? He'll play. He plays like 10 seconds of it, and then he just yells at you for not being ready to listen to it. <laughs> not being pumped enough, and then he drops some bombs, and then he makes it, plays the rewind sound, and he runs it back. He'll play like one part. He play, at, one point, he, at one point, he just yells just the most marvelous thing, which is he, he goes... 
he goes like, we're premiering the new Jay-Z Kanye song right now. Hot 97. If you are in, if you are in or near any type of convenience store, 7-Eleven or other 24-hour store, go in and put your hand in the cash register. Take the money. It is yours right now. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. It is um, absolutely amazing. Yeah. This thing. It is the most absurd thing I've ever heard on the radio. It is even more absurd than uh, British hip-hop DJ Tim Westwood, who does very similar things but with a ridiculous English accent. Um, is it as ridiculous as suggesting that Playboy turns men gay? Yes. It is, the, it is, but it is so wonderful. It's so infused with joie de vivre hmm. that you, you should really seek it out. It's one of the most um, delightful... Uh, it's one of the most delightful things I've heard on the radio since that one time, like five years ago, Tracy Morgan went on that sports talk show and he just talked nonsense for half an hour straight. <laughs> but he wasn't insult wasn't uh, insulting nonsense. It was no, just, uh, it was no, no, nothing about gays. He did yell, "Fantasia can't read," <laughs> <laughs> referring to American Idol winner Fantasia. Fantasia. Um, also, I want to I want to make clear before we wrap this up <laughs> that I, I did I did look up bun- Bunko. Uh, Bunko is just it, it's just synonymous it, it, it's just synonymous with um, uh, it's just synonymous with a flim flam mm. or a cheat or a con or you know what I'm talking so about so maybe it's one of those words that the uh, criminals use to to throw off the, the regular people yeah you ready yeah. to do a Bunko yeah, well, you well, you're you, maybe was that what my mom was doing when she was going to Bunko Night at Garla's? There's a there's a list here. A confidence trick is also known as a con game, con scam, grift, hustle, bunko, swindle, flim flam, gaffle, mm. or bamboozle. It's anyway, pretty thorough. It's very thorough. Exhaustive. Andy Kindler, uh, by the way, is going to be uh, this month, the 25th through 27th. That's Friday through Sunday, Thursday through Saturday. Beautiful. He's going to be in Las Vegas at the Playboy Comedy Lounge at the Palms. Careful not to get gay while you're there. Yeah, that's right. I hope I don't... Uh, Do you have to wear bunny ears and a tail? Uh, fishnets? I'm so scared now because of I, this whole gay thing. Yeah. I don't know if I, I may stay away. Are you ready for the gay lifestyle? You're, you're also starring in the Playboy Club coming up this fall on NBC, right? <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not at liberty to divulge. Sure. Mm. Um, I will be re- recurring. He's also going to be at the Punchline Comedy Club in San Francisco on uh, September 13th and 14th. You can find links to buy tickets at andykindler.com. And I just want to say to people out there, look, we live, in, we live in Los Angeles. We're spoiled silly. Sure. We have to go see Andy Kindler practically whenever we want. If Andy Kindler comes to your town and you miss it, no, fuck you. You know, go, go fucking, go, go turn your car on and close your garage as yeah. far as I'm concerned. I mean, concerned. It's, cra- it's crazy. How could you not? You're, you're a mad, you're a fucking madman. The, you might as well, you might as well be catching fish with your hands and eating them like a grizzly bear yeah. does, standing in a river. That's how fucking crazy you are. Yeah. If Andy Kindler comes to your town and you don't go fucking see that show. Hey, Las Vegas, what do you have better to do? Eat at a buffet? Yeah, they closed the Liberace Museum. Hey, San Francisco. News alert, Las Vegas. Hey, San Francisco, yeah. what do you have better to do? Ride a cable car? Take, take your penis out of that butt, yeah. San Francisco. <laughs> right. Hey, wait, I, I may, I'm not sure that we're, we're drawing people to the show. <laughs> I'm sorry, we're being cruel. <laughs> 
Andy, I'm Sorry. just kidding. I was playing the, I was playing the bad cop. Oh. <laughs> like I was playing like the comic who's afraid that you're alienating my I audience. Don't. Oh, I, please be nice to Here's, the people. Yeah, but in, in sincerity, you really can't have a lot more fun than you yeah, can have. It's terrific, Andy Kendler. You're overselling it. Complain, <laughs> complaining about the joke he just made. Yeah, complaining about, about his complaint about the joke he just made. Yeah, I'm cons- yeah, and, and and also in Vegas, I'll be in Vegas, <laughs> feeling self conscious, lapsing into a Jay Leno voice, doing uh, talking about Lenny Bruce's experiences. <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> this is as much fun as you can have. So do it. If you if you if you want to like keep keep track of when he's coming to your town, he's on tw- he's on the tweeters at Andy Kindler. I am. I'm, I'm a Twitter maven or a mensch. <laughs> um, no calls a this. Schwitz. No calls this week. By the way, our our intern Paolo taking the week off. I had some family business to attend to, but two zero six nine eight four four fun is our telephone number. JJ go at maximumfun.org. Our email address. <laughs> maximumfund.org slash jumbotron or email Teresa at maximumfund.org if you want to sponsor the show you can donate at maximumfund.org slash donate our theme music love you by the free design courtesy of the free design and light in the attic records that's I'm, all I got I like that I kind of like a fade out like that Andy Kindler we're going to leave you hanging we're not anymore oh <laughs> dude, you know what folks close out your own show look why does everything have to have a discreet end why do we have to wrap it up into a nice package for you? Why can't you end the show yourself? Why can't you transition? Why can't you transition back into your life without us saying so? From all of us to all of you, for everything that you do, or have a catchphrase like "Until next week, it's still this week." You in your life should be able to wrap up your various uh, time periods. <laughs> you know how they ha- they say everything has to have a beginning and a middle and an end. I say no. Everything has to have a beginning and a middle and then keep going. All right? I'm not comfortable with having to end something for you people.